Your mission, should you choose to accept it. I wonder, did you ever choose not to? You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. How is he? Oh, you know. Same old Ethan. Office Bros Podcast. Box Office Bros is a part of the Bears Barroom Radio Network. This is episode 13, Mission Impossible Fallout Review. I'm your host, John Santucci. Call me Tooch. With me as always is Joe Mandel, the goon. Joe, how are you? Doing well, man, and ready to talk about this action-packed movie. Right, we have a returning guest. We have two-time Emmy Award winner Aldo Gandia, the founder of Bears Barroom Radio Network. Aldo, how's it going? It is going well, and I gotta tell you right off the bat that I am so glad I saw this movie. Yeah, it was it was really good, guys. I loved it. This is a sixth Mission Impossible movie, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who we first heard about in The Usual Suspects. I don't know if you guys saw that movie. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Right, and he wrote that and uh, wrote Edge of Tomorrow too, which is another Tom Cruise vehicle. Directed the Mission Impossible movie right before this one, which was Rogue Nation. And he did an excellent job directing it. Uh, the stunts were fantastic. The car chases were fantastic. I thought the plot had enough uh, twists and, and in, to keep you interested enough. Joe, what do you think of the movie overall, your overall view? Overall, man, I, I really love this movie. Uh, I went in just thinking it was going to be kind of like a popcorn blockbuster, which it was. But for me, it was a lot deeper than that because there was incredible fight scenes and like you said the the stunts were off the chain and for me the plot was really good i liked all the acting in it and uh, i have to say that tom cruise proved himself again as being a fantastic actor and uh, i do have to say i think ving rames did a really good job as well for for someone who i had completely forgotten about john <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention him too later on. Uh, some good scenes with him as well. Although overall, what do you think of uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? I really, really love this movie. I have newfound respect for Tom Cruise as an action movie star. Just, just as a, a movie star, I think he's gotten you know a bad rap because of the stuff off the camera. But uh, that doesn't matter to me. I, I just want to be entertained when I go to a movie, and if it's Tom Cruise or anybody else, and Tom Cruise definitely delivers in this movie uh, not only because he's a star but you know that he is doing all of these stunts at the very least it, it looks like he's doing all these stunts and I have a newfound uh, respect for Christopher McQuarrie actually I didn't know much about him uh, and I did a little research before and, and, and learned that he did write the script for the usual suspects and learned about some of the other films that he does he's now on my list of directors to keep an eye on whenever there's a Christopher McQuarrie movie out, I'm probably going to get in line to buy a ticket because I thought he did a phenomenal job with this movie. I'm really, really stoked about this film. I highly recommend it, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, definitely worth the price of admission. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, yeah, we'll talk about his directing uh, coming up soon here. Really great, uh, technically uh, excellent movie uh, direction. You know, there was hardly a wasted shot. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more as we talk uh, talk about the shots. Um, Aldo, is Tom Cruise the biggest movie star in the world? 
You know, it's hard for me to think of somebody who is not or or is above him. Um, yeah, I, I think he is. I mean, this this movie is going to open strongly, I think, first of all, because of Tom Cruise, and second, because it's the Mission uh, Impossible franchise. So uh, I think, you know, despite the fact that here in America he, he gets some heat for the Scientology stuff, I do believe that he he is still a, a worldwide global movie star unlike anybody else right now. Joe, what do you think? Tom Cruise the biggest star in the world? I'm not sure if he's the biggest movie star in the world, but I can tell you he's the biggest action star in the world. So any action movie he's in, it's going to sell tickets, and that's why you t cast Tom Cruise in your action movie. And, you know, he's filming the second, uh, the sequel to Top Gun right now, so that's going to be a big movie in the box office next year, so he's going to dominate the box office for a long time. This is the sixth Mission Impossible uh movie in the, in the series. It's hard to believe it's been six. They've gone at this for nearly 20 years. I think it has been 20 years. The American James Bond. Sure. The the, uh, the American spy movie. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm wondering if it's surpassing Bond now as Bond, uh, you know, it's ages and it's, you know, it's gone through so many uh, iterations of the main character. But uh, one constant to Mission Impossible, of course, has been Tom Cruise. And that's why he's such a big star. Uh, he, he just brings people to the movie theater. From what I heard, a $62 million opening weekend. Joe, uh, that's not even worldwide. That's just U.S. domestic, which is huge. Overall, this movie had everything going for it. Acting was great. The stunts, the car chases, the action scenes. Had some amazing fight scenes, too. Oh, my uh, goodness. Totally. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, overall, guys, uh, what, what grade would you give this, uh, Aldo? Well, what's the grading system we do here again? Is it thumbs? Is it stars? Is it one to ten? I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's as if you were turning in uh, uh, a term paper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I I give it four stars. I give it two thumbs up, and I give it uh, my my best term paper because I think if you're going to watch any action film this summer, it's it, I, I gotta believe that there isn't a better action film than this Mission Impossible film. I highly recommend this film. I think that it hits home runs in every area. I mean, Angela Bassett as the CIA director, uh, Alec Baldwin as the IMF uh, chief, the, the supporting roles by the actors, uh, Vanessa Kirby as the White Widow, uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Ilsa Faust, on and on and on. And you mentioned Ving, Ving Rhames. I mean, the acting is superb. The action sequences, if you've been to Paris before, then I doubly recommend that you go to see this movie because the way they use that city for action scenes is just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I, I am really, really excited about this. So I can't wait to see it again, frankly. Yeah, it was like a travel guide. I'm, I'm going to take it that's an A. Yeah, there you go, an A. <laughs> I use every grading system but that one, but it's definitely an A. <laughs> right, Joe, how about you? Uh, your grade for Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, I also give this one an A, John. I, I had a blast seeing this movie. You know, the, the stunts for me are kind of what put this movie over the top. We'll talk a little bit further in the spoiler section, but I will say that there's a scene involving jumping out of a plane that just literally takes your breath away. It's just shot so perfectly. And then they have these amazing chase scenes on motorcycles. It was a nonstop action. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, and I can't recommend this movie high enough. All right, so I'm, I'm with you guys. So we got three A's for Mission Impossible Fallout. 
uh, worth the price of admission. All three of us are going to agree and go see Mission Impossible Fallout. You'll definitely have a great time. It, you know, it really, it really kept your interest the whole movie and, and it kept your pulse up. And I think uh, that's what made it so fun was uh, the excitement and and uh, suspense. And uh, you don't get that a lot in a lot of movies, and that's what makes the Mission Impossible franchise so special. So, Joe, uh, before we head on into the spoilers section, uh, tell us about Box Office Bros and what's going on. Yeah, so for next week, we are going to be reviewing Christopher Robin, starring Ewan McGregor. A little bit of a kid-friendly film, which is kind of good for a lot of the parents out there to see what you can take your kids to see. So, John will be taking his daughter, Alita, to go see that. And I will see it as well. So should hopefully be a, a good movie for us to kind of take a step back and do something a little bit more kid-friendly. All right. So heading on into the spoiler section. Spoiler alert. In Box Office Bros, we always talk about the opening scene and how it sets the tone for the movie. And the opening scene here was a dream sequence. Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, the star of the movie, and he is getting married to... Uh, Michelle Monaghan, who is Julie, who plays Julia Hunt, mm-hmm. is uh, his wife or former wife, and officiating the ceremony is Solomon Lane, who uh, who that kind of if you saw Rogue Nation, you're you're tipped off a little bit that something's up with this wedding, right? And uh, Solomon Lane is played great by Sean Harris. Oh yeah, he was. I, I've seen great. him a bunch of stuff. He's a yeah sandpaper voiced British actor who usually plays a villain. Although, what do you think of the opening dream sequence? You know, I, I loved it. Uh, the way it was filmed and uh, it, it, it touched an emotional chord. But what was, what was interesting for me is I have to confess that I did not see Rogue Nation. Okay. So when I'm seeing that, when I'm watching that scene, I'm thinking to myself, man, I think I missed something here. Uh, but I will tell audiences this that you don't really need to see Rogue Nation to enjoy this movie. But clearly that scene would have had more impact for me had I seen Rogue Nation. Right, and Rogue Nation, of course, Solomon Lane was the main villain. And if you haven't seen, Rogue Nation is up there too. It's a great movie as well. There's some great action uh, pieces in that one, including one where uh, Tom Cruise had to hold his breath underwater for like three to six minutes. Oh yeah. Uh, Joe, did you see Rogue Nation? <clears throat> I did. Rogue Nation was another fantastic film with awesome stunts and you know, it had a really good story. And for all you folks out there who have not seen Rogue Nation or any of the other Mission Impossible films, uh, the channel Stars, if you get Stars, has all the Mission Impossible movies now, so you can watch them either on demand or see if it's airing on Stars. So, great uh, tip, great yeah, tip. Go check out those films because they're great. Right, so the dream sequence, uh, Wedding... Uh, kind of has a tie back to the past, uh, Ethan's past, and he's obviously troubled, um, one, by Solomon Lane, and two, by uh, the events of previous Mission Impossible movies where he and Julia were forced to split up because of the danger of Ethan's job, and this theme will run throughout the movie uh, as he thinks about uh, Julia in his, in his uh, near-waking moments. So that's the uh, opening sequence, the... The, 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 the true opening sequence is uh, Ethan accepting, he's in Belfast, he's accepting the next Mission Impossible tape, which comes within Homer's Odyssey, a hardback cover of Homer's Odyssey, the old, yeah. old-time tape tape reel, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys think, uh, although the uh, the open mission tape, if, this, uh, if you accept this mission? <laughs> 
Well, I'm old enough to have seen the uh, TV show when it was first run on CBS. I think it was on Sunday nights. And so uh, that sequence there really hit home. I love the updating of it. I love yeah. how it was filmed. Uh, I love the technology behind it. He had to have his finger pricked with, with blood to activate the recorder. Uh, it, it was just beautifully filmed. By the way, I saw the movie in 3D. Did you guys see it in 3D? I didn't. I saw it in uh, standard at 9.15 this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was having breakfast to watch the movie, although. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I, did not see it in, I did not see it in 3D either. I just saw it in standard. Yeah, and I, I wasn't going to see it in 3D, but it was the, the, the showing that was more convenient for my schedule. And so I, I'm, I'm not at all displeased that I did. And that particular sequence and the credit sequence that follows, I believe the credit sequence follows that right. sequence, uh, boy, that 3D just was, was really mesmerizing, really did the job, glued me to my seat. Right, and I'm old enough, too, to remember the, uh, the TV show of uh, mm -hmm. Peter Graves. Uh, I remember what, it was a little bit before my time, but I, you know, I, had to, I was catching his odd reruns as a boy. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the old school little tape reel playing, and uh, we learned about the uh, central uh, conflict and villains of the movie, which is uh, the Apostles, who is a shadowy uh, uh, terrorist organization, and we've learned that they are hooking up with a mysterious figure named Jonathan Lark, and we'll talk about him uh, coming up here. All right, so the mission that Ethan is given is to infiltrate the terrorist organization, the Apostles, who are looking for three plutonium uh, bombs, and they're meeting up with a uh, shadowy character terrorist named Jonathan Lark, who has released a smallpox bomb in Kashmir in Central Asia. Whereas Ethan has to jump into Paris because he's only got two hours. <laughs> so, so he does a halo jump into Paris, and you meet uh, Agent Walker, who is kind of replacing Agent Brandt, which was played by Jeremy Renner uh, in the previous uh, Mission Impossible movies. He's played by Henry Cavill, who this this dude is a big guy, although yes, he is. He's a beast. Uh, he's like he's got to be six four, and he he's got broad shoulders. Mm -hmm. he's very imposing figure, and he plays a CIA agent who is uh, Angela Bassett's asset. And he comes along with Ethan as they are jumping into Paris. They're going to hook up and and abduct Lark, steal his face, Mission Impossible style, and. Uh, <laughs> and insert themselves into the deal for the plutonium with uh, another terrorist broker named the White Widow, who's played by Vanessa Kirby. Boy, was she gorgeous. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, the White Widow, uh, Joe? Well, I immediately I think of, when I see Vanessa Kirby, I can't help but think of the show The Crown on Netflix. Right. And she was fantastic in that. So immediately I, I was very excited when I saw her in this movie because I'm like, first off, She's a great actress, and second off, you know, she's really good eye candy as well. So I thought she was fantastic. She's really good in The Crown, and she's really good in this. As I wouldn't quite put her in the villain category, but I would say she kind of draws, walks across the line between villain and just kind of bystander. Hey, Aldo, what do you think of Vanessa Kirby? Well, a great performance on her part. I'm looking at her filmography right now, and I have not seen her in anything prior to this film 
but I will definitely be looking for her in, uh, in past films. Everest, I want to see uh, uh, the one you just mentioned, the, the dresser. Um, uh, Jupiter Ascending, she was in that, although I, I, I'm not sure I really want to see Jupiter Ascending. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she's got a, uh, a meaty role in that, and I'd like to see it because I thought her performance was excellent. And she, yeah, she's got a very sultry, seductive look. So, uh, and in 3D, uh, it was three times the seduction work. <laughs> so, yeah. Her, her her character and the way she was filmed by Macquarie just top notch. Right now she uh, she's also in uh, Netflix The Frankenstein Chronicles, which oh. I recommend to you guys. Okay. It's kind of a retelling of the Frankenstein story, which is really good twist on the retelling of that. So let's talk about the Halo Jump, which is high altitude, low opening jump, which Cruz did himself, and he and Agent Walker are both jumping. So uh, tell us what 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 happens in the stunt, Joe. Yeah, so they they basically, John just said it, high altitude, low opening. What that means is it's what a lot of military groups do to go undetected when they're trying to infiltrate an area. So you jump in really high, and then you release your parachute when you're very, very close to the ground. So it's a very dangerous jump, and they're just trying to get in undetected into this party in Paris. But to film this, they actually had a cameraman jump out with Tom Cruise and he had the camera on his helmet. And Tom Cruise jumped out and did this scene over a hundred times out of a plane to get this yeah. shot just right. And that's absolutely incredible that they finally got it right. Yeah, they said he was jumping eight times a day, just doing this, <laughs> the jumping out of a plane eight times a day at times. Oh my goodness. To do this stunt. So uh, audience who's listening to this podcast, man, Tom Cruise really put in the work for this film. So, Aldo, what did you think of the of the jump? Well, when I saw that scene, at the conclusion of that scene, I thought to myself, you know, why would the filmmakers place their best action scene so early in a movie? Little did I know that there was a lot more to come. <laughs> yeah. But up, up until that moment, I thought it was one of the best action scenes I've ever seen. But uh, two hours later, I, I, I see three more that were even better. So sensational right. scene. And then once now, I know that, that, that Tom Cruise did that jump so many times to achieve that. Just sensational. My goodness. Right. And he jumps with Agent Walker, who... who uh... They jump into a lightning storm, which was really kind of had me, uh, had my pulse racing. You know, mm -hmm. jumping off the plane and you see the clouds below and the lightning flashing and everything. And of course, uh, you know, uh, Tom Cruise is like, hold on, man, we shouldn't be jumping. <laughs> Agent Walker's like, kind of like, come on, man, bitch, what's wrong with little lightning? Of course, he gets zapped. Yeah. He's unconscious. And Tom Cruise has to, you know, take his oxygen off and put his own oxygen off. Of course, when they land, Walker's like, hey, you lost your oxygen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, no idea. No idea. Tom Cruise was saving his ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, so they, they get into uh, the uh, the big party that uh, the White Widow is, is at, and come come on come upon uh, the person that they're tracking. Uh, they're tracking the uh, Jonathan Lark character, and they they track him to a bathroom. And this was a great fight scene. Uh, oh where, man, where uh, badass Jonathan, Jonathan Lark is a, is an Asian guy, so. You kind of uh, figure here comes some martial arts, you know, and you weren't wrong. You get, you know, Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill fighting this one guy who's a really tough guy. 
you know, and they, they almost don't, they almost lose the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, although what do you think of the uh, bathroom fight scene? Sensational scene. I guess the, the, the villain there was played by a guy named Liang, Liang Yang. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, that guy held his own as a screen presence, uh, as an actor, and, and, and the stunts in that movie, that fight sequence was, just took your breath away. And totally believable, at least for me. Um, and, and this is a giant, and I think I read somewhere that this is an actual bathroom. It's a giant bathroom, white on white on white. And so you can just imagine how cool this looks with, um, with with these guys really going at it. Excellent work. Yeah, but Joe, what did you think of the fight scene? Oh man, I loved it. All, all I could think about after I left the movie, and when I'm thinking about the fight scenes, all I can think of is getting thrown through those bathroom walls. And just seeing, <laughs> yes. boom, I'm like, dang, these guys are fighting really hard, man. I'm assuming it wasn't to the toughest material in the world, but man, it sure looked like it hurt. Right, so they finally uh, subdue this guy and are attempting to steal his face, and there's some, you know, technical issues. They're unable to get a good mask on, and uh, the guy wakes up again, and he nearly, he nearly whips their ass a second. <laughs> exactly. And uh, uh, and Ethan is rescued by Ilsa, even though she accidentally shoots him in the head, so they can't get a mask, <laughs> and Ethan is forced to. Uh, Pose as Jonathan Lark and, and uh, hope that uh, the widow and Lark had never met before. Of course, uh, the conflict between Ethan and Walker, you know, are, are are basically their methods. Where Ethan is the you know sneak in the surgical uh, technician, and and Walker has the reputation of being a hammer. You know, where he just like gets the job done by killing everybody. So that's yeah. the uh, reputation of Agent Walker, who again is played by Henry Cavill. It works, and, and Ethan meets the White Widow and is able to trick her. And there, there's another fight scene uh, in the, uh, the charity benefit uh, party that White Widow is is throwing, and Ethan is escorting White Widow out, who, who's actually pretty badass herself. As uh, mm-hmm. people who are trying to kill either Ethan or the Widow come in, you know, and uh, are, just, are are taken out by Walker, Ethan, and and the White Widow, and the White Widow is. Uh, setting up a trade for the plutonium only the only thing uh there's a catch joe so tell us what the catch is about how ethan or lark now is supposed to obtain the plutonium yeah they they have to go ahead and grab sean harris's character solomon solomon lane yeah Yeah, so they have to apprehend solomon lang and get him out of police custody and then trade him to the plutonium buyers for those three pieces of plutonium which is absolutely insane and, and it's even more complicated because solomon lang knows ethan's identity right which is that's the that's the trouble they're in uh and not only that but ethan is the one who captured solomon lane so he's he has to make a choice does he release the guy that he spent the last movie the whole last movie you know, locking up, catching and locking up. And he was a difficult villain. The main uh, struggle in Paris, of course, and you get this great, like, travel video of all these great scenes oh, in Paris. Oh, my goodness. You, know, you have, you know, the Arc du Triomphe, you have a, a motorcycle race, you have a car chase, too, where Ethan's driving kind of a crappy BMW. And he, like, <laughs> yeah. pushes, pushes to the max on that one. That was just, technically, those, those two chase scenes were so uh, perfect. You had great camera uh, shots, you felt like you were in the action. Uh, what did you guys think of the two chase scenes, Aldo? 
Well, I think when you do, whenever you guys do a show about great movie chase scenes, uh, this one's going to have to be in your top three list because I can't imagine there being a a chase scene better than the one that was shot in Paris. Uh, you know, you, you talk about French Connection, you talk yeah. about uh, Bullet, you talk about uh, I don't know uh, off the top of my head, but yeah. this this scene I was just totally blown away, and the way they used Paris as the backdrop was just sensational. I mean, this was A1 filmmaking. Um, and I'm, the next time I see the picture, I'm anxious to see it in 2D to see if the, this chase scene worked as well as it did in 3D because the city just looked magnificent in 3D. And so I'm anxious to see what it's going to look like in, in a more standard version. Well, you got me anxious to see it in 3D now, man. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. You really do. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, those the movies you... you uh, uh, listed off for car chase scenes are at the top of my list as well. I want to put put in Ronin, which was a great, uh, mm, yeah. a couple of great car chase scenes in there. French Connection, of course, being probably the tops. Uh, mm -hmm. To Live and Die in L.A. is another. Because oh, yes. These are great uh, scenes where, I mean, Ethan drives into traffic on a motorcycle against traffic. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, really a good scene as well and then of course you have the narrow side streets of paris mm -hmm. and, uh, of course uh, there's one great scene of where uh, ethan wipes out and you know that stunt looks so real too where he's hit and he rolls on the sidewalk mm -hmm. and he looked like it looked like it, it, it uh, roughed him up a little bit too uh joe what are your thoughts about these two great chase scenes in paris man they were unbelievable oh. really and for for me when he's on that motorcycle and it, it all started really when they knock Solomon Lane's character's armored vehicle into the water and he kind of goes around the corner and there's so much action going on. You're fully immersed in it. Uh, I thought these chase scenes were incredible. You guys already talked a lot about it, so I'm not going to babble on anymore. But overall, the, the chase scenes in this movie were absolutely incredible. Yeah, this will probably go down up there with those the ones that Aldo and I mentioned, I think. Uh, so that's uh, apps. To, of course, the, the great set piece with uh, capturing Solomon Lane. Uh, you find out that Ethan had uh, had an alternate plan that uh, ignored the plans of the White Widow and, and uh, the Apostles. They actually make a great uh, switcheroo in, uh, in obtaining Solomon Lane, where they had uh, they they actually held all the cards, and they are the ones who actually captured Solomon Lane uh, and not the Apostles. And I thought that was a great scene. Although, what do you think? Very clever scripting there by Christopher McQuarrie. I thought that scene was was handled so well. I, you know, everything in this movie has been done before, but I don't think it's ever been done as well. <laughs> you know, uh, the double and triple crosses, the uh, the identities and we skipped over the whole wolf blitzer part which this cameo is just hilarious it's so cool um the cnn anchor makes an appearance in, in the movie um but yes the particular sequence that you're referring to i thought was just done magnificently yeah i'm sorry i skipped over that it's <laughs> like that was great too that was another uh, <laughs> it really was <laughs> now, you, now you see him now you don't uh, everything uh, is uh, an illusion that's great with the uh, you know the Mission Impossible team mm -hmm. you know I, I forgot to skip right over that that was a uh, we forgot to mention that part so the bomb uh, the whole uh, the, the scientist who who was instrumental in, in putting together these bombs you know the plutonium mm -hmm. and, and would be used for, to put together the bombs so so Solomon Lane is in the hands of Ethan Hunt and uh, he's got to exchange him. And of course, uh, the widow sends them to London 
to uh, make this exchange. And uh, there's, again, you have another travel video as, as you know, <laughs> great, great shots of London. Mm -hmm. Right. So Act Two takes place in London, and you know, there's the the tr trading of Lane for the plutonium by Ethan. Uh, Ilsa, we find out her mission is to kill Lane. Her government, uh, British government, has, has uh, given her the order to kill Lane. So that presents another conflict. And in addition, Walker has tried to frame Ethan as being uh, Lark based on the events in Paris. Ethan is suspected of being Jonathan Lark by uh, Angela Bassett's character, who's mm -hmm. uh, Sloan, uh, director Sloan, a CIA director Sloan. All plot elements have come to uh, coalesce here in London. And uh, as, it's, as it happens, uh, there's a great chase scene through the rooftops of London, high, high rises, and up through the top of St. Paul's Cathedral, which is one climb I've made. I think there's a thousand steps to the top of that one. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, no. And uh, he exits out of St. Paul's and uh, runs along the rooftops. And there's one scene where he he jumps and he actually he actually broke his ankle on this scene. You can see mm -hmm. when he when he gets up, climbs up to the top of the rooftop, and he he kind of limps, running. And that halted uh, filming for about seven weeks until his his fractured ankle could heal. Wow! So uh, that was another amazing set piece uh, as he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And uh, of course. Uh, Solomon Lane and Walker uh, get away in a helicopter and, and Ethan misses them at the last moment. But we find out that they've uh, uh, inserted a tracker in Lane's neck. And of course, uh, there's there's one great scene, although I want to talk about uh, where uh, Benji takes on the uh, persona of Lane. And uh, well, I'll, let you, I'll let you guys talk about this scene. Uh, go ahead and give it to us. Go ahead, Joe. Pick it up. <laughs> well, before we even get into that, Simon Pegg was hilarious as Benji in this movie. He was great as usual. But essentially what happens is they pull a swapperoo, so they put the, the mask of, of, of Lane on Benji. They take the real Lane with them and leave Benji behind as a faux Lane. So <laughs> Henry Cavill gets pretty pissed off when he finds out that he's not babysitting the real Lane. And then things kind of take off from there. Right. They find out that, uh, you know, uh, Walker was the double agent. Uh, although, what do you think of that scene? Again, just really clever script writing. I mean, this movie is all about its uh, action scenes, and it's interspersed with some little dialogue scenes that just propel the plot forward. But it, all of those little scenes just work so well uh, with great acting and clever scripting by McQuarrie. Uh, I was, you know, again, just super impressed. Yeah, it was a great uh, switcheroo. They were able to, uh, you know, e even uh, Alec Baldwin's character was in on this one. They kind of let him, you know, come in and deliver and say, Ethan, you're, you know, you're, I'm taking you back. You're, 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 you're Jonathan Lark. You're not Hunt. You're, double, you know, Ethan's the bad guy. And they play along with it. And Yeah, he, he delivers, Alec Baldwin delivers a great line. I think it's, uh, I can see why you guys love doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, and, and the giveaway was, you know, uh, the line was, uh, Mission Impossible is all, all guys wearing Halloween costumes. <laughs> right, that's what tipped off uh, Walker to know that he was, uh, you know, he, he was the subject of the, uh, of the trap this time. So, mm -hmm. but, but Lane and Walker get away, and uh, we get to the third act, which takes place in uh, Kashmir, and has the great helicopter uh, 
chase scene, which I don't think I've ever seen two helicopters chasing each other, <laughs> yes. trying to ram each other. This was an amazing. It was amazing. This was, you know, first of all, uh, Tom Cruise is running and he he has to catch on to the rope and payload of one helicopter, the following the trailing helicopter, and climb up to the helicopter, get inside, take it over. But he he's not successful the first time. So, which I thought was great. It was just so suspenseful where he falls and he lands on top of the payload. Then he's got to climb all the way back up again. You know, he takes out two guys, dumps them out of the helicopter, and chases down uh, Walker. And this whole uh, third act revolves around the two plutonium bombs and how are, how are the uh, Mission Impossible team going to defuse these two bombs? And uh, uh, what do you guys think of the... Uh, first of all, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the helicopter scene, then we'll talk about the uh, the actual ending to the movie. Uh, what do you guys think of the helicopter chasing, Aldo? Yeah, I, you know, there's an old uh, script writing device where you set up a scene, and it's it, something has to happen within a certain amount of time, and that's what hap- has to happen here is that this these these nuclear bombs have to be deactivated within 15 minutes and 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 ethan hunt has this impossible mission of jumping onto this helicopter and, and getting the uh deactivator device from from walker who's in a separate helicopter and so it's all done with the, the seconds ticking off and it's just really well done and you say to yourself no way no way but, but you know what you, it, 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 as soon as you say that you just suck right back into the movie and uh, the great action and the great filming and the great acting. So, yeah, I, I totally bought into this movie. If you can't tell by now, I totally, totally bought into that scene and the entire movie. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you got to see this one. I know the movie that we, we uh, you initially reviewed with us wasn't the greatest movie. Yeah. I wanted to actually have one where you had a great time with the movie. We got this uh, in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, Good choice. Thank you. Yeah, so... Uh, Joe, uh, I know a cynical uh, movie viewer could say, oh, it's just another you know, bomb ticking down, got to defuse it. But it was really kind of more, a little more complex than that, and that's why I think what all those trying to say that is why it worked, and that's... Uh, right. You, you couldn't... Uh, there was a fail-safe where you couldn't defuse one bomb. They had to be defused at the same time. In fact, uh, Benji had a hard time figuring out what he was going to do uh, in order to get this uh, bombs to be defused, and... Uh, at, at the Kashmir camp, of course, uh, Ethan finds uh, his wife, Julia, who uh, was, you know, brought there by, we assume, Solomon Lane, uh, you know, so he could have his final revenge on, on Ethan, you know, killing him and his wife. And uh, what do you think of the, uh, of the ending with the bomb ticking down, Joe? Did you buy into it? I did. Uh, I thought it was really well done, and really well acted especially the scene with Ving Rhames and Michelle Monaghan uh, it's kind of hits you right in the feels so mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed that scene and then in particular the fight scene with Rebecca Rebecca Ferguson and Sean Harris with Benji oh, kind of making an appearance at the end that was really intense and it kind of helped with that build up to the final moments of the movie yeah, another old Hollywood rule is that you want your audience to fall in love with the leading lady. Well, in this movie, I fell in love with all three of the uh, main female leads, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, and, and Michelle McMahon. And I, I, their, their performances were great. They, 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 they were filmed beautifully by, 
by uh, McGlory. Uh, all of their scenes meant something. That they just weren't in the movie as as eye candy. They, their characters had depth to them. I, I was uh, really impressed by their performances. There, there's an actual ending to this movie. You know, the, there's a finale with the great cliff top scene. Uh, the fight between the final fight between Walker and Hunt. Uh, Ethan's got to fight this big guy, you know, who was who was tough, man. He was pretty fearsome, uh, fearsome actor or imposing actor, you know. Of course, Superman, mm-hmm. he's Superman, yeah. right? <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's. Uh, I want to ask you guys uh, the ending uh, when, of course, uh, Ethan, you know, comes through with, you know, Benji, Benji, and Luther have to make a decision. And they gotta trust that Ethan's gonna do his part for all three of them to defuse the bomb. And of course, uh, you know the world is saved because uh, the, the water table, the water supply of Central Asia, isn't going to be poisoned by nuclear fallout. You know, it's where you get the name Mission Impossible Fallout. And uh, you have a scene where Ethan uh, is coming to in in uh, in the hospital, and Julia is talking to Ilsa. What do you think they talk about, uh, yeah. Aldo? What do you think? Uh, the whispered words were I hope there's a sequel <laughs> you know, I don't know <laughs> uh, I, I I wondered that too and you know perhaps it was you know I'll look after I'll, I'll look out after him yes, uh, yes. Um, that, that probably has to be it but uh, yeah that was a, that's a great question and uh, and a really nice moment in the movie yeah what do you, what do you think uh Ilsa and Julie are talking about that we can't hear, that only, you know, that Ethan sees them talking but can't hear. What do you think, Joe? I think it's more along the lines of what Aldo said, just kind of like, you know, take care of them. But uh, in kind of a cynical way, I kind of joked with myself when I walked out of the theater. I'm like, maybe she's just saying, run. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I I wonder, too, and I'm wondering, uh, you know, I mean, there is that scene that, that, uh, uh, Luther has with uh, Ilsa and Tom walks in on where uh, Luther's telling Ilsa that uh, he's only cared for a few people you know and you're one of them so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if uh, you know Julia and Ilsa had, had a little talk and like now Tom can let Julia go and you know Ilsa can take that place you know someone who who can uh, be what what uh, Ethan needs because when he comes down to it this movie is an Ethan Hunt uh, you know character driven movie you find out a lot about Ethan he can't he can't make these decisions you know about sacrificing the lives of uh, he can't sacrifice any of his partners right so you know that's a theme that came up in this movie a couple times so that, uh, he's not going to cheat he's not going to let his teammates die you know he'll do whatever he'll do whatever he can to save the world but save his loved ones and I think yeah was... while saving the lives of millions he's thinking about right. saving one person in front of him yeah. uh, i thought that was really good you know another thing that i thought was interesting about the ethan hunt character and, and you guys can probably talk about this much more than i can because i did not see the previous movie rogue nation is that the Ethan Hunt character had a lot of Jack Bauer characteristics, Jack Bauer, the character from 24, um, in sure. that he is this guy who continually saves the world, but he just cannot have a personal life because that's his job. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, a lot of similarities between those two characters. So uh, I guess we'll wrap it up here. A great point to wrap it up. Both you guys are gonna recommend this movie. And uh, any final thoughts, Joe? No, just if you're thinking about going to see Mission Impossible Fallout, go see it. 
It's probably one of the best action films I've seen in the last five to ten years. It was just fantastic. And for the chase scenes alone, it's worth the price of admission, especially with those stunts. Right. And uh, although I got one last question for you. You saw it in 3D. How did the, the helicopter, uh, the helicopters rolling around in the snow look? Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's so, there were so many great 3D scenes in this movie, but that one probably was just the most uh, terrifying because at one point, uh, choppers are kind of coming right at you. Sensational job, and I highly recommend that people do see it in 3D. And, and this is a multiple-watch movie. If you love action films, you're probably going to want to see this a couple of times, and so I, I, I think you should consider investing the, the, the high-ticket price on seeing it in 3D. At least right. once. Great, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sad I, I missed out on the 3D. I'm going to have to go, you know, maybe if I can get a babysitter all the time. There you go. Well, let me know. I, 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 I do cheap babysitting sometimes. <laughs> Man, you'll, you'll be changing a lot of diapers if you do. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've got perfect uh, uh, practice at changing my own, so. <laughs> Boom. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so for Box Office Bros, uh, let's, uh, Joe, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Joe Mandel. Right, Aldo, how about you? Where can we find you on Twitter? Find me at Bears Barroom, and if you want to talk politics and movies and TV and stuff, at Aldo Barkeeper, but be forewarned, I am a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then, uh, follow me at Santucci underscore John and at the B.O.B. Podcast. Check out bearsbarroom.com for all the great Bears content, all the great podcasts, including this one and other podcasts. So for Box Office Bros, this is Tooch signing off. We'll see you at the movies.